Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to get off the fence and find that special someone. That's right. It's grunt work, love. Oh. Make you a superstar. Grunts to win and grunts to lose, but these grunts here will <laughs> rock your shoes. And these are the grunts. Grunted up, grunted up, grunted up here on Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement that does take no for an answer. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Consent is important. <laughs> I'm your host, Landon, Milky Mediterranean Solano, joined always by my co host, Truman Spectral Scandinavian Caps. <laughs> Truman, uh, it's good to see you in your uh, your your proper foundation. Uh, thank you, thank you. It's and it's it's very good. Like I, as much as I appreciate your milky Mediterraneanness, I also am glad that it's not agitating my lactose intolerance. <laughs> very good. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I think that I think that if Mary Kay was selling uh, colors based off of the essence of grunt work hosts, those names perfectly capture it. Like I know that a lot of times I chime in with a better version. Well, not a better version. I'm sorry, with my own Ooh. ideas. Wow, about, wow. Okay, is this the last episode? It's the uh, season finale but maybe it's the uh, series finale. This is actually also why the Beatles broke up, is that John <laughs> insulted George's choice of what kind of makeup would be based off of uh, his skin tone. Uh, yeah, but no, I know that I jump in a lot of times with my own suggestion of what you could have done, but I think that Spectral Scandinavian is... That's that's me. That's me to the core, baby. Uh, and I feel like Milky Mediterranean uh, is me as well, because I, I am definitely, I mean, Sicilian. Yeah. Uh, so I've got the somewhat olivey skin tone but yeah. i'm also i spend a lot of time indoors <laughs> so i'm very milky it's called reverse tanning it's like you come inside <laughs> and you just let yourself get paler and paler exactly oh man well impaler barely nowhere <laughs> that's what you're in for on this season finale of grunt work <laughs> also i feel like Vlad the impaler was actually no he wasn't scandinavian i'm thinking of vikings never mind <laughs> we're just that's what, all that's... over the map da 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 uh, neither one of us made a fart noise, though. That is progress. That's what you get. That's what we've learned over the course of this very long season. It of has been work. a very long season, and to avoid this being a very long episode, let me jump right into the preamble here. Oh, Jesus. Want to uh, give a few explanations? Want to give a few um, gifts? Expectations? Oh, oh, they're rhyming. I'm sorry. Oh, they weren't intending to, but uh, look at that. And I want to give a few expectorations. I'm going to spit on you all. I was a poet, and I wasn't even aware of it. So, uh, as you may have noticed, last week we weren't here. Yeah, we weren't. Did you notice? I, I mean, I, I, I didn't. I you was, didn't. I, I, you I, weren't. I, I was, I was happier than than normal because we weren't there. Uh, yes. So scheduling and then uh, just didn't work out. Unfortunately, one of these times where. Uh, life got in the way, so uh, we didn't expect to put out a clip show after berating just, clip shows. Just, just <laughs> shitting all over the concept of clip shows. It was like, you know what? Uh, clip shows spoke to Big Karma, <laughs> and uh, they were like, we gotta get these motherfuckers back. Big Karma is my favorite rapper. Uh, <laughs> I also, I, f I feel like I should just point out, I realized this in the process of editing our clip show. This season alone, I mean, we this is our 26th uh, just standard episode yes. of, of, of the season, and each episode is about an hour and a half long, so we're looking at probably about 40 hours of content we've released this season. And our clip show of our funniest bits was about half an hour. 
So to those of you who've been out there, just get, just like I, I'm trying to think, it's like it's like you're panning for gold, but you're just like you have to keep all the mud too. It's like you have to you have to shove all the mud into your ears and occasionally pull a little gold nugget out of there. Yeesh. Thank you, thank you for thank you for that. Yes, uh, I, certainly I can't say. Uh, anything but thank you to the people that listen to us our, week our, after week our podcast is basically all chaff with a little bit of wheat in there <laughs> you and after a whole season you have just enough wheat to make one slice of bread <laughs> um so uh apologies for missing last week uh i also ended up getting um sick after the fact uh which is why i sound a little stuffed up you know i think that you got sick because you didn't release i think that was big karma Actually, that was that was Big Karma's rival, Young Karma, getting getting after you uh, for that one. Um, also, want to mention that this is our final regular episode of the season of season four, uh, not season of thousand. No, that's what it feels like. I, it, it feels <laughs> it, this this season feels like a thousand seasons. It does. Um, but uh, we have uh, want to set some expectations for you guys for the coming weeks get them really low <laughs> like you, you like dig a hole in the ground and put your expectations in there uh, it's the ostrich method um we have our super nintendo episode coming yes up. uh we are still figuring out the details of that uh and want to hear from you in terms of how you want to experience it yeah there are options on the table some are cheaper than others yeah some are easier than others we were thinking of twitch streaming it which is where we go find a stream sit in it and then twitch impulsively <laughs> we know that the kids are into this we don't know why they like doing it they go practice in my bathtub um uh we have our big super spectacular coming out yes uh and i want to mention that only uh to say that we're gonna have some polls coming up uh, for you guys to interact with on Twitter. Let By us, dancing on them. You know, we, we Truman and I, debate to pick out the season's MVP, but it's you guys who vote for the people's choice. Yes. And you have to let us know who is the people's choice this season. Yeah. Who gets the people's choice award? Is it going to be Will Smith, like, every year? <laughs> um, but we're also going to be putting it to you guys to help us pick our audio commentary. Yes. Uh, as it has been for the last couple seasons. So You know the drill. We'll whittle it down, and uh, we'll put out some polls on Twitter and uh, figure this stuff out. Yeah. We'll just be sitting there on our front porch wearing hats, drinking uh, drinking iced tea and mint juleps, just whittling our podcast down to what it needs to be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Sling blade. Not a lot of whittling in Sling Wow, you Sling went from blade. Maine all the way down south. That was a that was a fast road trip. Um, I will say that that's a pretty deep cut like accent joke to do Maine and go a up. <laughs> Motherfucker, it's because you're it's because you're reading it, isn't it? That's why you're doing it. Uh, I've been reading Stephen King, I think, all year long. So uh, more more than it, it's uh, Pet Cemetery has that accent. You, you've been reading Stephen King all year long, aka you've been reading Stephen King for the entirety of season four of this of this podcast. <laughs> I kind of have, yeah, because I read Pet Cemetery and then I went into uh, Skeleton Crew, and now I'm uh, almost done with it. You said you had thirteen hundred pages left. Well, that's almost considering the size of it. Oh, look at the big brain on Landon reading <laughs> I've read books. Thirty one hundred pages of it. And I have 1,300 pages left. Oh, man. Well, uh, I've heard that it takes a village, and I think that's because every person has to read one page. <laughs> uh, lastly... I'm sorry, guys. I'm just going to push ahead. We, after these bonus episodes, are going into our season break. So we'll have a few weeks off. Uh, regular episodes will not appear in your podcatcher. Um, that is to say, though, our Patreon subscribers will continue to get our night's episodes week after week uh, without pause. Yeah. So, um, if you're considering jumping on the Patreon bandwagon, 
Yeah, why why did you enunciate that? Why were you suddenly like the the vocal teacher in in My Fair Lady? Sh- shut up, Siri. <laughs> um, <laughs> calm down. I'm trying to talk into this microphone, not into your microphone. So our guest today is Siri. She's a robot lady who uh, is is does not take a hint very well. Where was I? I, I don't know, man. The robot was talking to us. Oh, I, that's right. Okay. I, I'm not listening to you. I'm just jumping in to interrupt you and make and make little jokes and japes. Okay, you said jump on the bandwagon. And oh, yes, yeah, yeah. I was over-enunciating because yes. I have a stuffy nose, and I was a little uh, insecure and nervous that I would trip over those words. I, okay, so you're just... just cr- and you know the one way to avoid mockery oh, from me is to crank up the Niles. Dear me. No. <laughs> it's I dab myself with my oh, hanky. With my hanky. Yes. Um... <clears throat> So, yes, if you're considering being a Patreon subscriber, now is the time to do it because yes. uh, you've got a lot of great content uh, ahead of you. Plus, uh, you get access to our entire backlog, including our Frasier episodes. There's a lot of great content behind you, also. <laughs> great content all around. Above you, beneath you. You, you never know when we're going to appear. You never know when we're going to say something funny. Uh, but Not often. on this show, I think... We, we cover home improvement. Is that accurate? I think on this show we cover the earliest known incidents of a makeup tutorial pre-YouTube. <laughs> uh, okay. And I have to say the Brad Taylor smoky eye is, uh, I'm about it. You know, I, I, I'm into that stuff now. <laughs> wow. Uh, do you have a synopsis for us? I do. As to what could have occurred this week. What could have occurred. It's, I'm it's... not saying that, that what you're about to say did occur. I'm just saying it's something that may have occurred. Schrodinger synopsis. Exactly. Yeah, there's might be a dead cat in the synopsis. Ooh. Who knows? Let's hope well, that. Randy wasn't too involved in this episode, so that was good. That was the sound of me snapping and pointing at Landon because I could not think of a <laughs> yes and off of his joke. Jill decides to set Judith, one of her single professors, up with Wilson, and the two hit it off almost immediately over their shared love of minutiae and insect mating habits. But when Judith is put off by Wilson's emotional distance, it falls to Tim to convince Wilson to come out of his shell. Meanwhile, Brad is desperate to hide a zit before a big date. That was brisk. It was brief. It was a short synopsis, because this episode... Well, I liked it, and I actually I did laugh during it but it was a fairly okay. simple episode like not a lot of twists and turns uh well why don't we before we get into that go into guess that title oh right yeah let's guess that title and uh the synopsis was brought to us by kirsty j oh. uh so thank you for that and thank you for letting us use your uh place as a recording studio two weeks ago um and guess that title this week is brought to us by tom b Thanks, Tomby, and thank you for maybe letting us use your place as a recording studio in the future without any... We won't even warn you, we'll just show up. Okay, so here's... I have I have four options. Okay. Uh, Wilson-they or won't-son-they? Yeah, which is clearly the, the best. The, way the to, best is the only one you've given me so far. Yeah, therefore it's the best. <laughs> I guess on a technicality, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, technicality is my favorite way to win. Um... <laughs> The way to a woman's heart is through a sheep's stomach, because haggis. I don't know if you vegetarians know about this, but it's, it's <laughs> I wasn't the, the one that brought it up this time. Uh, true, true. Um, I, I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure that John S. Uh, over in in Scotland is is uh, clapping and stomping and uh, and raising his kilt at the mention of uh, of, of Scottish culture, the that's delicious haggis. It's a lot of Scot. Scottish references. Uh, it is. It is. And all of the most stereotypical ones, yep. too. Also, clapping and stomping aren't necessarily Scottish. In That's not... I thing. didn't even associate those with Scotland. I just thought you were painting a picture. Yeah. That, oh, I was. Word pictures. <laughs> uh, okay. Third, also a haggis bit. The Awful Truth. Ooh. 
Yeah, thank you. I like that one. I thank you. I like it too. I was very proud of myself when I thought of it, and I'm proud of it now, reading it to you and all these fine people at home. I, I don't quite see how it approves, uh, applies here. Shh. <laughs> I get so few moments in life okay, to bolster right. my self-esteem, Landon. Don't don't ruin this. And finally, zit could happen to you. <laughs> Uh, I actually like the last one the best. Thank you. That actually kind of diminishes the rest of my efforts a little bit, but I'll take it. Fine. <laughs> so, uh, how how we doing? What, what, um, what are we thinking? You know, in a surprising twist, every single one of them is correct. What? I know it's a multi hyphenate title. Wow, and that's I mean, talk about multi hyphenate. Like, because some of these titles are cumbersomely long. <laughs> uh, it's actually called Wilson's Girlfriend. Okay, but that being that being said, per the movie Rocket Man, <laughs> I was gonna hold you to account for that. Although they never straight up call her his girlfriend in the I, episode, I think you have a point there. Uh, so the, it's, the whole idea is: is she or isn't she? Can they get to that level? Will Wilson she or will won't send she? <laughs> uh, <laughs> rolls off the tongue. It's not as good, so yeah, not as good as Rocket Man. But I mean, okay, I give you, I give it big t- points for being descriptive. I give it. Uh, very low points for being creative. This episode aired on May 23rd, 1995, directed by Andy Cadiff, uh and written by Howard J. Morris. Oh, okay. Do you remember the episodes he wrote? No, no, Landon. What I'm I'm just I'm just an aspiring television writer. Why would I pay attention to what writers wrote what episodes of what TV show? <laughs> this season he wrote uh Don't Tell Mama, which mm-hmm. is the uh the car episode, the Steel Beam episode. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the videotape. Uh, ye old shop teacher. Okay. Okay. And Super Bowl Fever. Super Bowl. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Okay. So also, wait. See, so Super Bowl Fever was this season, correct? <laughs> yeah, that's, these are all this season. Yes. All this season. Oh <clears throat> my god. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm momentarily distracted because I'm just. I just. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what was going on in the O.J. Simpson trial on May 23rd, 1995. <laughs> I save it for a super spectacular. I believe they entered some blood into evidence that day, but I can't find more. That say, you know, super spectacular. We will share that with you. <laughs> okay, great. Um, now we go into personal reflections and picture some sort of uh, harp. And uh, 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 chimes playing as a theme song. I like to think of this as sort of similar to Jerry uh, Jerry Springer's final thought, except it at the beginning. beginning of the episode. <laughs> but like we still go to a different set and and, yeah. and act really contemplative for it. Um, what did you think of this episode? Oh, wow, you just turned the table on me immediately. Yeah, because I'm still compiling my thoughts. Um, I admit, right out the gate, I'm in a weird place with '90s sitcoms. Uh, as I mentioned on our Patreon episode, I've been watching Wings mm-hmm. and just realized where masculinity was in the 90s. And somehow watching Wings has made home improvement even worse for me. <laughs> Which is so not what I would have expected. I know. I had no idea that was coming. Um, so I, I'm ready for a break. Uh and so I think I was a little overly critical of this episode than I needed to be. Yeah. Uh, that said, as you mentioned earlier, I did laugh at a number of uh, moments in this episode. Randy has some dunkers in this he does, one. He yeah. absolutely does. Some regular uh, dunkaroos. And, in fact, he's the one that makes me laugh the most in this episode. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and I, I have a few turning points for Wilson as well, but I want to save those for the actual deep dive. When he takes his hat off as a turning point, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, overall, though... Seems like a strange episode to end the season on. Yeah, like, 
I mean, on the one hand, it makes sense because of how kind of momentous it is. It's only our second trip into Wilson's house, and we learn Wilson's last name. We yeah. learn about his... Like, we learn all this stuff about a major character on the show, and so that, in terms of from what we're doing and collecting information about these people, it's a treasure trove of knowledge. But, yeah, it's not really, like... Compared to previous seasons when Tim has strapped a jet engine to a lawnmower <laughs> and raced Bob Vila. Right, right. Not there's that no big. cameo. There's no... Um, well, I mean, there's someone very important in this episode, but... In due time. Yeah. In due time, my friend. Uh, in due south. <laughs> a great TV show about a Mountie solving crimes on the mean streets of Chicago. <laughs> wow. Um, what I realized was we speculated that they were holding off their budget to give us something big by the end of the season. And it wasn't until this episode that I realized, oh, they probably spent that all at the beginning of the season. Dropping a beam on a car. <laughs> Granted, the car was just a facade. It wasn't an actual car. But to but, get the like location, get the permits to drop that thing, safety, insurance. I'm sure that costs a, a pretty penny. Oh, yeah, yeah. They So they it's, this season is the epitome of shooting one's wad early. <laughs> it is uh, Citizen Kane, if you will. Yeah, it's, uh, look, it's okay, Home Improvement. I'm sure it happens to lots of 90s sitcoms. <laughs> also, um, I don't think, I mean, is Citizen Kane really Orson Welles' no, best movie? No, No, I mean, come on. I mean, Touch of I mean, Evil it's his most influential, later. for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know. I would point to The Trial. I don't know. Touch of Evil is yeah, pretty Yeah, Touch of Evil is fantastic. Yeah, I did uh, from a technical standpoint. Fake is uh, quite magnificent yeah not to mention the magnificent ambersons i, I mean and not not to mention the transformers movie and all those commercials <laughs> he did for paul masson <laughs> uh and other side of the wind i have to mention that because it's a new one and i love it okay so here we are um how did you feel about this episode you know i liked it because i, I don't know I, I i like wilson i like him a lot i liked that this episode i liked that the kind of climactic moment of this episode didn't have tim in it that was good um, I liked I liked Randy's dunks on uh, on on Brad like like Jonathan Taylor Thomas is so good he yes. is so funny and they they've really learned how to write for him now and I like that quite a bit um, and you know Tim I think that really what it is much like with the with the editing uh, software that I use to uh, quote unquote edit this podcast like I when I to try and get rid of some of the background noise I will I you know I can select. Uh, don't give away our secrets. Yeah, no, no, no. Actually, we just do this in a in a in a sound stage yeah. with Front perfect studios. Just sounds immaculate. Yeah, yeah, no. It's it's a completely silent room. You could drop an anvil in here and you wouldn't hear it because of all the acoustic technology. Exactly. The the point is like there's technology that can get a sample of background noise and then basically learns what that sounds like and completely tunes it out so you don't hear it anymore. I feel like Tim says a bunch of shit here that's really problematic in this episode, but I feel like I have now gotten a big enough sample. <laughs> Of Tim saying problematic <laughs> shit that just sort of is tuned out in the background. So, yeah, he does, in the very first scene, talk about how much it sucks that women won't iron for men anymore. And he does talk about how emotional intimacy is a meaningless thing that only women care about. But I'm just like, I don't know, like in my head, like he's saying that and then it's just the camera does a close up on, on my head to hear what I'm thinking. And it's just like Jay Giles band freeze frame <laughs> playing. And I'm just, I'm just totally happy. Should we move on to the crux of this episode? Uh, yeah, let's let's move right on to the the crux. Crux ahoy, I say. <laughs> All right, then let's, uh, let's let's deep dive this thing. Um, wow, you wow, the energy just 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 leaked out of you. You you started really this so so big and so brash. The the first guys, the first take of does everybody know what time it is? Landon was so loud that I was afraid the neighbors were going to call. Like I was like, okay, shit, I'm jazzed. 
Um, I'm ready. I just needed a glass of water. Okay. Okay. Nothing. Nothing amps you up like some water. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so it's Bachelor Week on Tool Time. It you is. You know what that means? What? Uh, Tim is going to hand the rose to Al, Ooh. and Al comes back next week. Is rose means immunity. I think so, or maybe that's the Bachelorette. I don't. I don't remember how actually it works. Who gets kicked off the island? Uh, I think. I think that it means that Heidi is the weakest link. Ooh. Goodbye. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but Klaus wants to be a millionaire, and he's going to phone a friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So it's Bachelor Week. They're giving tips about uh, for bachelors yeah. on how to do things, which is, starts with uh, a, a pretty decent uh, joke. It's a close-up on Al, and he's like, and Tim... Uh, well, that's always a good way to start. It's just, a, <laughs> just Al's face filling your gigantic yep. TV screen. Uh, he's like, Tim showed you how to uh, shave in the car, and then they pan over to a close-up of Tim, and he's got these band-aids all over his face, and I kind of liked, uh, I kind of like that. I, I enjoy that. I enjoy knowing that Tim is in pain. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, then, and then uh, we, you know, follow Al over to where he's going to explain about how to iron a shirt. Yep. Not really tool time oriented again no but this is again bachelor week and I, i'd say it's i think okay let's let's really get into this okay, okay let's that's... do the work okay i'm ready to, i got my uniform on i got my grunt work uniform on let's do our yeah work. yeah okay let's dive deeper um <clears throat> we're looking at the mechanics of tool time they're both hosts i think that you know they have to pick topics week to week al is actually really trying to make this applicable to the show that they're doing mm -hmm. i and i i applaud him for it because he's like you know women um ironing used to be the women's domain but uh it, you know men are need to know how to do this too yeah and in fact ironing goes back you know a long long way uh, uh men ironing goes back a long long way and he talks about blacksmiths he talks about the different types of irons that have been used throughout the years i'm like okay i can see this actually having some sort of fringe uh, association to what they do on this show. Or if there's fringe on whatever it is that you're ironing. <laughs> Gotta be careful not to melt it. Yeah, yeah true. You, you, you want to only be ironing the inside, I suppose. <laughs> uh, well, and, and I, I can see that, that Al is maybe kind of thinking, okay, if a lot of the fan base for the show are people like Tim, maybe they're more malleable. Maybe I can slowly, subtly make these into better people by teaching them these things. Yeah, right. So, okay, I guess I respect that. You're right. I will grant you this. It's okay that Tool Time did this segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can also feel a little bit that this was Al's idea because oh, no doubt. Tim's effort put into it is so like minimal and gonna make this a joke that kind of like me in the preamble today. <laughs> Honestly, don't even remember doing the preamble. That, that's that's good. That's don't where I'm at to the today. podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're when Al is talking about the different kinds of irons throughout history yeah. and the this iron and that iron, and then and then Tim comes up with his patented that oh, we haven't I forgot seen about in a while. this. Yeah, and yeah, I, the, it's in my notes. The three pictures gag where yeah. it's like there's also the nine iron, the tire iron, and Jeremy irons. <laughs> It seems like a little erudite uh, joke for them to make. I was like, honestly, that's like a joke we would make. Yeah. Like, what? Jeremy what, Irons on? wasn't like, Dead Ringers, I think, was the movie that came out like, most recently. All these Merchant Ivory movies. <laughs> that, but, like, Tim seems very into it. Okay. <laughs> I, I love the idea that Tim went out and, like, he's like, okay, I've got nine irons and I've got tire irons. What else ends with irons? So he goes to Encarta and looks it up and, like, Jeremy Irons, I guess i got to watch all these artsy movies <laughs> so I can make this joke on Tool Time. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, that's James Spader. I was like, is Jeremy Irons in Crash? Could this theory be coming true? 
Um, uh, but no, it was... Cro- it was Cronenberg a- crash, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was James Spader. The only crash. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did Cronenberg's Dead Ringers, which is there you the go. other film. I, anyway. And Tim would be in Cronenberg movies. <laughs> uh, and meanwhile... God, a Tim Cronenberg movie would be him slowly turning into a car. Oh, God. <laughs> but being very aroused by it the whole time. Of course, yeah. I mean, just like The Fly, where he's turning into a fly, it makes him hornier. Yeah. The more he sees himself turn into a car, the harder he gets. Help me, help me indeed. <laughs> uh, so, also, the grunt creep during this is just sitting there uh, idly on the counter and then hops yes. off of it. Pretty low-key ending for the for the grunt creep this yeah, season, I He didn't slip, he didn't fall, he didn't do anything, he just... He just hopped. I'm done, I'm, I'm done sitting here. I'm yeah. going to be on the floor now. You know, there is also another very low-key ending uh, in this <laughs> scene. The calendar. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Truman has that, Truman has got up and left the table. The calendar has gone back in time. It's actually the mystery woman again. Mystery Woman, she's back. She's still... <laughs> Mystery Woman's back. She's still wearing that burka or whatever? <laughs> uh, it's just a, it's a little masquerade mask, but I, they were they had forward mo- motion with the calendars, and now they're going back in time. Uh, they probably got... They Literally, probably... it's a calendar, and went back uh, a few months. <laughs> they, they flipped back because they liked the earlier pictures. Uh, maybe the... Uh, I don't know. Maybe they got lots of letters from fans saying, like, hey, we want the sexy masquerade woman. You know, we, 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 find, we, we find that what you can't see is even more erotic than what you can. <laughs> I guess, I guess so. Um, <clears throat> the other sad ending to this season is that this is the only Al we get in this episode. Yeah, you're right. We do miss out. I mean, they talk about Al some at home, but yeah, we don't really get any more of him. Yeah, that's sad. yeah, that's too bad. Which that leads us, and I'm not even going to surprise you with it. This leads us to our final Karn Corner. Ah! <laughs> I'm just being surprised for old time's sake. Yes, I appreciate that. I I don't really listen to what you say on this podcast, so until you say the words (laughs) Karn Corner. Yeah. Um, What do you got for us in this corner? Yeah, Karn Corner is brought to us by Tara L. Thanks, Tara. So thank you. Uh, I got something special for this Karn Corner. (gasps) Okay. It's not trivia. Oh. It's not a response by Richard Karn. Oh. It's uh, it's a thank you. Oh. From us to Richard Karn. I that, yeah, that's great. I wish I would be a little more genuine coming from me if I'd known we were doing this earlier. But yeah, <laughs> well, you did. You wrote this. Uh, we we sat down and alternated each word that we wrrote here. So true. Uh, this is what uh, you and I. I'll just take the reins if you don't mind. Yeah, no, uh, go for it. Even though I know it by heart. <laughs> uh, just says something very simple like this. Uh, thank you, Richard Karn, for taking the time to answer our questions uh, this season and being such a good sport on Twitter. As we step out of this corner, we give you the Toolman salute. Okay. (laughs) We should have agreed on that ahead of time. It was very bad. Uh, That's the one point when we were writing this. We were like, Mm. no, it's got to be an engine noise. And you're like, no, it's got to be a... Yeah, it's got to be a cartoony Klaus noise. Uh, Anyway, we will continue to wish you the best and provide whatever little support that we can uh, with this uh, rinky-dink little show we have. Uh, For those of you out there who are as big of carnivores as we are... Thank you for finally using it. This uh, TM'd. Uh, nice. little, little Wait, team. you own the rights to it now? Uh, the world owns the rights to oh, Carnivore. Just like it should with insulin, yes. Uh, <laughs> please go follow him on Twitter at the Richard Karn or on Instagram, the official... Uh, no, I'm sorry. At official Richard Karn. Ah. Uh, not one of those unofficial Richard Karns. Exactly. Uh, he He's a great, great man. Uh, has done nothing but uh, good stuff for us. So yes. He is, so he is a wonder and a giant in his field. He's been... Yeah, he's... Um, I don't know. He's... 
the fact that that we tweeted him so much asking him stupid questions about what presidents he's golfed with <laughs> and what TV shows he likes, and he yeah. takes the time to respond to us, yeah. says a lot. And the fact that uh, you guys, our listeners, have gone to uh, meet him and mention such things is a little mind blowing to us. Yeah, I know the fact that like that's really the moment like when <clears throat> when you realize the Velociraptors can open doors. It's like oh shit, this <laughs> this thing exists in the real world. Cast members from Home Improvement are getting bothered now. Well, not bothered, but like it's yeah. Our podcast is finding them. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, it is bizarre, but uh, what a sweet little time it's been. Yeah. Um, so just like uh, the end of Pam's corner, we're closing the door to Karn Corner. And who knows what new corners we'll find uh, next season. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I guess if you'll... Uh, now we're going to put the corner onto a raft, push it out into the lake, and then have one of our archers shoot a flaming arrow at it. Uh, We've been paying him for four seasons. I'm glad we can finally use him. I know, I know, and cut him loose after that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, and hopefully it won't be like that season three Game of Thrones episode where the dude with the flaming arrow repeatedly misses the Viking funeral <laughs> raft. Hey, remember that show that was on a while ago? I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Oh, Karn Corner is over. Thank you, Tara, for sponsoring that. Let's go back to Home Improvement. And we are on the set of Tool Time. Uh, I'm surprised it has taken four seasons for them to make a Taylor joke. Yeah. Tim is at his shirt. He's talking about Chinese tailors. He's talking about uh, other ethnicities. Yeah. In a mostly respectful way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not problematic. Uh, But then he's like, but I'm Tim Taylor. And I'm like, wow. Way to show restraint. I know. I I, I feel like they must have. It was like in case of end of season four break glass, and they have the the, the Taylor related jokes in there. That's funny. There was a there there was a sewing machine that my mother owned. It was called the Tiny Taylor, and. I've, you know, just because they made this joke on the show, I'm just going to say, I think about it a lot when we're recording sometimes and think maybe today's the day that I mentioned that we had a thing called a tiny tailor in the house. I'm going to throw you, I I saved you from being thrown under the bus a few times this season. Okay. I'm going to throw you under real hard right now. Chuck me. We had an episode where Tim was four inches tall. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Oh, God damn it. I am a son of a... Jesus. You know what? I think I'm going to leave again. I think I'm going to go. Atlanta, can you just, like, I'm calling in sick today. Can you just cover for me? Sure, yes. I yeah, got I'm the rest just, of this. I'm just hopping off the line here. I can't, I can't, I can't do this. God damn it. Was that this season? It was this season. Guys, I can't even begin to tell you, like, like, I feel like, I feel like the written language was invented at the beginning of this season, and the rest of, of, of this human history has happened since then. <laughs> Oh, God. Ay, ay, ay. Nations have risen and fallen. Uh, Tim fucks up a shirt, ironing it. Yeah, it becomes... Well, he, yeah, he adds too much power to his iron. He puts too much starch on the shirt, and when he's done, it's like cardboard. And it's doing a fake salute. We get an iron transition into the theme song. Uh, I don't have a... I don't have a note. Okay. But I have a question. Okay. About a note? And possibly a follow-up question. Okay. Do you think we'll get a new theme song next week? Next season. Well, I don't, yeah, don't tease them, dude. Uh, I don't, I don't think we'll get a new one because we've had this one for only two seasons. One season. One season. We've had this one for only 7,000 years and (laughs) I I really don't think they're going to, they're going to change that up. I I really don't like, they've they've shot this one with the boys in their current state. 
Like, the boys yeah. aren't going to have grown up that much. I don't know. Year. I mean, looking at the theme song and looking at them at the end of this episode, it was like, uh, yeah, they've grown even since the beginning of the season. I mean, a lot of that might also just be that Brad is wearing makeup and that makes him look so much oh, older. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think we're getting a new one. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I think you do know, and you're being cagey. <laughs> oh, Impish Landon has arrived. <laughs> um, the follow-up question was something that i would forgotten. Wow. I, I have a follow-up to that follow-up. Yeah. What were you going to ask me? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't remember. Okay, cool. Let's just, let's let's just, just keep, keep going. going. Yes. Ho- ho- hopefully people forget that they're listening to this podcast and we still get the downloads. Okay. Uh, we go to the kitchen. Yes. My life is over. Yes. Brad comes in. He has a pimple on his nose. Yeah. Well, he's going to have one. He can tell that it's coming in. Well, it's one of those under-the-skin ones. Ooh, starring awful. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, and, uh, that the problem because tomorrow night is his date with Jessica Lutz. Mm. The same last name as the universally reviled writer on 30 Rock, the guy who everyone <laughs> blamed everything on all the time. And the first name of Brad's first girlfriend, uh, or the actress who played her. Oh, yeah, interesting. Is it? <laughs> Mildly interesting. Relatively interesting. I mean, relative to paint drying or the calendar, for example. Uh, Speaking of the calendar. Oh, for God's sake. They did change the calendar in the tailor's room. It's now two hens. Are you are you so scared, Landon, of what you're going to do between seasons? Like, are you just going to, like, be going into, like, coffee shops and going, like, so you guys got any calendars here? Can, <laughs> you, me... just, can you just show me the, the like, the, the shift calendar for everybody who works here? I can comment Ooh, on that. I, you know, I would be very curious what that looks like. Yeah. Uh, would you? <laughs> would you actually? I, I would. You just want to know who's on shift what day. It's like, well, this person gives me more macchiato, so I'm oh, going to. Well, actually, that, see, this is, this is, you don't know the information you're going to get until you see a calendar. Okay, fine. It's a, it's a great way to represent time in a spatial fashion. <laughs> um, <laughs> at this point, I can't even tell if this is the greatest practical joke ever or if I've actually drank the Kool-Aid from the calendar. <laughs> Brad is talking to Randy about this pimple. Tim comes in to give him some advice. Yeah, Tim suggests he puts a hot compress on it and pop the pimple, and Randy is very... Ex- Brad, no, I caught oh, myself. Oh, you got it, you did. Yeah, I, I got it, yeah, yeah, I, I, I got it. dollar was hovering over the jar, it. and then you, you snagged it back. Saved it. Uh, it's like putting a, a, a coin in the laundromat uh, on a string. It, it's <laughs> So you can pull it right back up. Yeah, but I don't get anything for free having no. done that. It's like, it, it just, I had my finger on the checker, and then I realized, <laughs> no. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, so... <clears throat> Brad gets very excited at this idea. It says, come on, Randy, let's go soak my pimple. And Randy says in the first big laugh line for me of the episode, I'm looking for a hobby, but that's not it. <laughs> uh, Jill comes home, and uh, she is just getting back from taking her teacher, her professor, out for coffee. Suck up. Um, <laughs> Tim Tim explains that, oh, well, if you really want to get an A, you got to give him cash. Uh, but Jill is just kind of talking on and on as Tim doesn't listen about how... Honestly, I would too at this point in Tim's life. You would not listen? I would just keep talking and making my point, hoping that something gets through. Just to, just to like, keep yourself up to date on the art of language. I mean, if you, if you, (laughs) if you never talked when Tim wasn't listening, you wouldn't talk at all. Exactly, exactly. You know, it's like the same reason that Tom Hanks needs that, uh, volleyball to talk to so he doesn't forget how to talk. And that volleyball's name... Ooh is yeah bali uh so anyway jill talks about how she loves her teacher but it's so sad that her teacher is uh single and like how can she be single she's so great and so wonderful 
Yeah, I, I'm going to flag Jill here. Yeah. I'm, I'm throwing up a, a yellow flag, and it's uh, on the field in front uh, of Jill. Okay, uh, looks like uh, relationship interference, 15-yard uh, penalty. <laughs> I mean, we've had a number of episodes where she's playing matchmaker and meddling in people's affairs, and yes, it's good sitcom fodder uh, that she needs to, you know, I suppose continue to do. I suppose. I don't, and again, this is another era of the 90s where I don't like this idea of somebody single, we need to fix that. It's a yeah. problem to fix. Yeah. Uh, it's bothersome to me. You know, it's a problem from a sitcom standpoint. If somebody is single and they're not one of the sexy main characters who can be going on dates and getting <laughs> lots of guest actresses in. Right, right. Pair them off. People are going to wonder. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so she she suggests setting up her friend with Wilson, and uh, she explains, you know, Tim is adamantly opposed to it, and Jill explains how great Judith is, and says, well, her husband left her alone with no money and two kids, and she was 24, and she still got a PhD. And Tim goes, that's not hard. <laughs> and it's just, and again, that's one of those points that I'm just like, do, 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 do. <laughs> like, what, what else did I expect? Yeah, but here's, okay, oh, all right. All right, come on. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. I'm gonna, I'm ready. I'm gonna crack my head open, okay. and we're gonna try to make sense of this. Okay, here's my problem with this. Yes, Tim says it, and it's just as words problematic. But he says it as a joke, and it's a sitcom, so we're not meant to take it seriously. True. But the underlying thing below that is this is just men being men. Therefore, we have to just accept that men are this way, and they don't like these things, and are incapable of conversing and living on another level and that yes. is the point at which i'm like no fuck you the the amount landon was gesturing so heavily that like, i, I, I got full bernie breeze. sanders yeah. on that just throw your arms up why don't you okay <laughs> um yeah yeah uh no but i mean you're, you're right like it is like clearly it's a joke clearly like no one like it's not like the official position of the show is that it's not impressive that this woman was able to rebuild her life and succeed after being dicked over by a man like yeah. that but and i'm not even speaking specifically of this joke it's just this is an example of many of the jokes even more in this episode where they're kind of constructed in this way is like men will just be men and it's like but that's the fucking problem yeah <laughs> and yeah. i don't want to laugh at it anymore yeah well uh you know maybe maybe season five will turn over a maybe new leaf. maybe this is our prayer at the end of every season <laughs> uh you know, and and Tim goes on to say, well, if she's that lonely, she can get her own Wilson. And then Tim, and then Jill finally realizes uh, what it is and explains, oh, Tim, you're just worried that if Wilson gets a girlfriend, then he won't have time to help you. Yeah, and I have problems with that as well. The, this, the, there are a few, I haven't mentioned this yet, but there are a few points in this episode that really touch on personal issues with me. Yeah. And that's one that kind of stung a little do you want to crack Not this egg open and okay then then let's then let's <laughs> we, keep... I, you can only have so much eggs before your cholesterol rises i well well you know that's fine but uh if you get rid of the yolk then you have the whites and that's disgusting <laughs> the yolk is the best part <laughs> uh okay well tim goes on to explain you know if wilson gets married and goes on a honeymoon i wouldn't have anyone to talk to and that'd be a difficult week for me and then jill says yeah i mean you just have to talk to me and That'd be a difficult week for me, which I thought was funny. You know, yeah. they, they both 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 members of the couple agree that they can't really stand each other. <laughs> I do like that they they have, unlike season three, they have found a way to put a jibe against Tim uh, as a button to a lot of these things. Yeah, um, Tim doesn't have to be the winner every time. Yeah, uh, but we are certainly losers. 
as uh, yeah, for, we get... well, for why like any number of reasons <laughs> because we had to witness the Ugh. cupid transition that looked like uh some sort of uh, uh blimp that appears in england uh quite often at rallies uh yeah we're talking of course of the pig-shaped blimp that they hang over battersea power station for pink floyd videos <laughs> uh i i landed as being oblique but what we get here is a, i just don't like to say his name even we get a a claymation uh a claymation cupid with a bouffant of blonde hair that looks reminiscent of uh shall we say uh the second racist guy to run on the campaign slogan of make america great again um <laughs> ronald reagan was the first boom roasted uh but yeah it's, it's this it's this little cupid just flies up and it's like I, like it looks like the worst aspects of claymation and the worst aspects of computer animation had a cupid baby and then we're like and let's put let's make it look like this horrible figure from the future as and well here's the thing i <laughs> <laughs> when this show started, I don't know if you remember way back in the Wii days, but you the transitions broke you week after week. Oh, yeah. And then you became pretty uh, apathetic toward them. Yep. And I thought we were in a place where I'm like, oh, okay, Truman's moved past that. His fear of uh, the transitions getting worse uh, has passed. The We don't have to worry about that anymore. Oof. They have found a way Oof. to... Not only bother you, but like shoot that little cupid arrow right into your uncanny valley. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Like I was, it bumped me a little bit when the sun and moon were singing to Brad, like do up fifty songs. Can I pause? Hold on, I gotta go into do up for a second. Okay, welcome to do up corner. Carn corner is closed. Do up corner is open. Do up is fucking insane. Yeah, I I don't understand. I mean, I like it. Okay, I, there's there's some stuff that <laughs> do up Twitter was going to come after you if you didn't clarify that. <laughs> I just it it is like it the the logic behind it is utter craziness to me to think that some lyricist was in a room with five other guys and was like, okay, now here's what we're going to do. We're going to harmonize. I want you to go come in real low with a doop 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 doop, and I want you to come in with a it's who does that and it works it's utter craziness <laughs> so you're, you're just you, you just wanted to take a second to just step back and marvel at the unparalleled beauty of doo-wop like yes. like 60 years yes. after it was a thing absolutely <laughs> i mean i've never thought about it that way short of the doo-wop influences in various electric light orchestra songs but i <laughs> i guess like there there is I kind of love the fact that they're just just like to hell with lyrics. Let's yes, just, we're just gonna say dumb shit, but at the right pitch exactly. to harmonize with our buddies. You know that there's some sort of whiplash type of scenario out there where the composer of a song was getting so angry that someone wasn't hitting his wah-wahs correctly <laughs> that he was throwing a chair in the studio. <laughs> Throws a chair at him. It's supposed to be Scooby Dooby Dooby Wooby Dooby. <laughs> Take my Scoobies, not yours. <laughs> Anyway, I had to get that tangent off my chest. Uh, I, I, hey, man, I'm glad the world is, is you know, I'm glad that you can just be open and talk about your love of doo-wop this way. We don't have to hide in the shadows anymore. It's season four, guys. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's get back to Have you been episode. waiting to talk about that for the whole time we've been doing this podcast? No, it just occurred to me the other day. Uh, I think Earth Angel came up on one of my stations recently. I'm like, doo-wop is weird. <laughs> I like it, but it's weird. I don't think I've ever listened to the song earth angel outside of the context of watching the last scene in back to the future basically 
<sighs> we go to the backyard. Jill approaches Wilson. Yes. He's hanging up uh, something in his tree. Yeah, I think they're like some cultural thing. Bells. Yeah, some cultural thing. I've become I've become numb to Tim's assiness. You've become we've both become numb to Wilson's culture. Like we like him, <laughs> but we just we don't even pay attention. Yeah. Uh, she she employs some sleight of hand like, oh, actually, could you come over for dinner? Because I have this friend I want you to meet. Oh, well, she can just join us. Great, wonderful. Because he's supposed to have them over for dinner. Yes, exactly. She's working her uh, meddling ways here. Yeah, and so pretty quickly, Wilson sniffs out that this is a setup, and, uh, and, you know, Jill is explaining how wonderful she is and smart and attractive. Not Jill is, but how Judith is. (laughs) Yes, right. And, uh, And Wilson says, well, it's okay as long as there's no pressure. And then Jill is like micromanaging what he's gonna wear and saying yeah. like, "Oh, wear that cute blue sweater and the and the gray slacks." And Wilson's like, "Ooh, I don't know." And Freddie Mercury is like, "Because <laughs> they're all under pressure." <laughs> um, I got I gotta say, <laughs> you're just gonna try and move on from that. You're just gonna try and act like that didn't just happen. I gotta say, there was some building tension between Wilson and Jill. I'm like, is this what the 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 conflict of the episode is going to hinge on. Yeah. And I was like, I got a little like, my note was, oh my, the tension. I was afraid to see conflict between uh, two characters I love. Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, <clears throat> I, I think that what I was thinking it was going to be at that point is, oh, Jill is going to put too much pressure on uh, Wilson and it's, things aren't going to work out well and it's going to be a Wilson Jill learning. Yeah. Moment. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Did not turn out that way. No, it did not. So this note didn't uh, apply. Well, but hey, but it's it's good that we pulled it out there anyway. I mean, this is grunt work. We've got to we got to discuss everything that it could be. Um, so speaking of applying pressure, yeah, uh, we the scene transitions. Yes, slides into frame. Yeah, a big mirror, and then Brad's face peering over it. Yes, and Brad has applied a little too much pressure. To the zit on his nose with the hot compress, and now it's super red and super noticeable. He says, "It's look, it's like I have a tomato on my nose," uh, and that's vaguely true. Uh, yeah, smaller, like a baby tomato, maybe. Yeah, I mean, uh, like a, a cherry tomato, a grape tomato. You know, basically the tomatoes I don't like that much, but tomatoes all the same. Uh, uh, yeah, and he's upset. He's saying, oh, "I'm going to look like a clown with this big red nose." Tim suggested he learn how to make balloon animals and just lean into it. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to know, Tim's like, I, you know, I knew that it would bring the blood up to the surface. I didn't realize it was going to do that. How does Tim know that it's going to bring blood up? To, like, it's a weird fact that Tim knows. Uh, like, it's like the only thing he's ever learned from Wilson <laughs> and remembered. I, I, it was like the first thing he ever went out there for, and he got, and he learned it, and it's like, that's the one fact I'll ever remember in my life. <laughs> uh, so... Oh, you know, he's got half an hour until his date. He's really worried. Jill comes downstairs, says, this needs a woman's touch. Brad... Wake up to makeup, and she pulls out a, a thing of concealer. <laughs> Seriously, she comes down with like some Sam action, uh, Sam Jackson, uh, uh, like attitude. Yeah, She's like all right, here's the. Th- I mean, if she had sunglasses, I feel mm-hmm. like this is the time she would have taken them off, flipped them across the room. It's like, okay, listen up, Brad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm blending Samuel Jackson and David Caruso, who are really on opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of everything. But uh, yeah, you got to wake up to makeup. Have you ever worn makeup? I have not. Uh, well, I mean, I guess when I was in a, like, the first grade production of The Wizard of Oz playing a munchkin, I guess they did put some makeup on my face. Oh, okay. Have you have you ever worn makeup? I have. 
kick transition. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, come on, man. Come on, come on. Like, there's no, there's no judgment here. Like, I feel, you know, dudes should wear makeup if they want to wear makeup. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. All right. It alludes to a much longer saga that I'm not going to go into. Uh, but I was in a music video for Adam Sandler. Oh, yes. Once. Yes. And uh, th- th- this is this is what I, I, I know this story because I'm a subscriber to the extra <laughs> premium Gruntwork Patreon where I'm friends with Landon and have had conversations with him. Go on. Um... Yes, so I had to do the full girl uh, outfit, Britney Spears sort of thing. Yeah, uh, but it was a full face full of makeup. Yeah, and I did it. And but did you look good? Did you contour? I'm not gonna lie. I I think I'm kind of I'm certainly sexier as a woman than I am a a man. You know, uh, an A, awesome. I've wondered often if I would be sexier as a woman or or as a man. Um, <laughs> I have. I one of one of my friends recently came out of the I've been wearing makeup for the past year closet. Like he's already come out of the. I'm gay closet like that was years and years ago okay. but like he just like kind of was open just on social media like hey if you want to wear makeup you should just wear makeup like I've been wearing makeup for the last year and I was just sitting there thinking like he's been wearing makeup all those times I saw him I oh I'm not I do not have a good eye for when guys are wearing makeup like I've <laughs> only just been learning what it looks like when a woman wears makeup so <laughs> it, it's it's very slow nice yeah um we get a uh a cake powder or powder cake Mm, yum <laughs> transition that yummy powdered is, sugar you're eating makeup mm. makeup powder no but if you pretend it's cake it's like you're like the lost boys <laughs> in in hook uh we go to wilson's house yep. uh they get the second use of this uh set this season wow there's a lot of s's i just yeah used. i know but wait good for you you don't have a lisp uh i noticed that wilson's house is for for a guy who's retired and has so much time on his hands he's not spending a lot of it organizing or cleaning like there's books uh, yeah. stacked on the floor i was gonna say that that detail in particular made me feel better about my life because yeah. my entire bedroom wall is lined with books on the floor and indeed a uh, tool time corner right beside it is a stack of books that's almost as tall as you are when you're sitting down <laughs> uh you aren't wrong but also if there's anything to have cluttering your space <clears throat> i mean like i feel like books are the most respectable form of clutter yeah yeah, like, like that, it's like, oh, you're you're so literary that you just, you're so busy reading this shit, you don't even have time to store it properly. <laughs> uh, if you're more like me, and your clutter is uh, stacks of DVDs that you bought at various video stores going out of business over the past ten years, many of which you haven't even watched, it's a little <laughs> less good. I have that as well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a renaissance man. <laughs> or you're a renaissance hoarder. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you, you know, people come over to your house, they see all your books, they come over to my house, they're like, oh, wow, you've got lock on DVD. Have you watched it? No, but I heard it's really good. It's all just like a guy driving around in his car talking about cement. Uh, anyway. Um, so uh, Jill and Tim are there first. Uh, the professor has not yet arrived. Uh, Jill is kind of... But Gilligan is there. <laughs> I got what you said. Thank you. That was a Gilligan's Island joke. It was a Gilligan's Island joke. I like it. Not only did you barely laugh at it, you also explained the joke. <laughs> that was really just... A joke assassin. This... <laughs> I like to watch it die slowly. <laughs> you shot a joke in L.A. just to watch it die. <laughs> They're talking. Jill's trying to talk up uh, uh, Judith, the professor, uh, as much as she can. Yeah, and and Tim is trying to give him advice about how to date and how to talk to women because uh, Wilson hasn't really dated anyone since his wife died. Yes. And, you know, he suggested, like, yeah, t- tell him about some of those amazing life experiences you've had. You've done so much interesting stuff. And Wilson says, maybe I could tell her about the time I was in India and danced naked while my body was pierced by the swords of Siva. <laughs> Which, that 
sounds pretty metal, honestly. <laughs> like, like when you were dancing around naked in a foreign country getting stabbed by people, that's Indiana Jones shit at yeah, this point. Yeah, seriously. Also, you'd expect to see some scar. Like, I don't know, I guess he, he, where he covers up, maybe he's got loads of scars, and that's maybe that's why he has problems with intimacy. Oh, okay, Who maybe, really knows? Maybe that's it goes to why we haven't seen his whole face. Yeah. Oh, interesting, interesting. He's got, like, a The Joker situation. Yeah. Uh, so, the doorbell rings... Oh my god, it's the best doorbell the that's door- ever ha- happened. What is the sound that the doorbell makes? It's, it's like, like <laughs> it's like the Munsters meets the Flintstones with I, a little little African flavor to it. And they also meet the Jetsons. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a really weird series of noises that everyone just sits there and listens to. And I was totally expecting Tim to go like, "What's that?" and Wilson to go, "Oh, that's my, you know, the 5th century Bornean uh tree yeah. sparrow uh doorbell which is traditional but no he just like everyone just goes and gets the door (laughs) uh and then that's where we get uh judith the professor yes she has arrived and that takes us into our character actor corner and i'm excited uh, like i know i should know who this is and i don't know who this is so who is this Uh, i i didn't know who this was so you shouldn't i mean maybe you should but not by my standards okay but you said you were excited about this actress not about this one the the next one We'll get to her. Uh, this is Beth Dixon, and she is uh, brought to us this week by uh, Mason Whitler, uh, Mason, oops, Ma- Mason W. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've doxed these people in earlier know, episodes I anyway. Know, I know. Uh, people have a short memory. Beth Dixon, uh, you might know her uh, from Home Improvement. Okay. <laughs> she was in, speaking of Stephen King, Storm of the Century. All right, all right. Uh, she's done a lot of Law and Order. Which I think is a, a – that is the indicator as to how to make your decision about our metagame, was she on ER? I'm going to say yes. I would have said yes as well. But the answer is no. The answer is no. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Landon, made, Landon like made the mouth shape of yes and then said no. Well, I don't need to tell you he said no. You heard the podcast. He said it. Uh, I, yeah, you know, I felt like the, the fact that she was on Law & Order, I, I yeah. Uh, has she been playing the same person in every Law & Order episode? No, or no, she's just, she just been... had a lot of different character actors. Character. A stable of character actors. Oh, good lord. Her. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, that that's... So, okay, she... That's funny. I just like you were talking such a big game about yeah. the guest actress in this episode and how excited you were about her. And I figured that this person was somebody who'd been in some art house movie I've never seen or some like splatter Italian horror movie or something. <laughs> uh, no, 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 not yet. The, okay. the, may, we'll, we'll, we'll wait till we have one more character actor. On this oh, show. I, I, we'll I, I know who you're talking about. Now. I just don't know who that actress is. Oh, but I, I, all right. All right. All right. Nah. Uh, you know, I, I want to just say one thing about this character actor. Um, I was a little nervous, thinking, once I realized that the conflict wasn't going to be between uh, Jill and Wilson, then I'm like, oh, if they're going to uh, make this about her, then it's she's got to be an actress with like some gravitas. You yeah. Know? She has to really ground the the moments of uh, Wilson. Yeah, yeah. And I think she does. Yeah, no. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the, the final scene with them, but... Um, <laughs> No, 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 no one but Meryl Streep could play the first girlfriend of Wilson in the season finale of Home Improvement. Diane Weist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can see her doing it. Okay, yeah, she could bring some gravitas to that role. <laughs> or gravitas, depending on how old she is. Um, or gravitas, which I guess is like dwarf tossing, except somehow even more problematic. Uh, 
So yeah, so she comes in. Tim yeah. asks, uh, oh, has Jill been playing well with others? Has she been getting gold stars on her assignments? And uh, Judith says, well, she's a bit rambunctious during nap time. And Tim goes, ah, you should see her at home. <laughs> first impression. First time meeting this woman. Ah, my wife likes to fuck. Oh, I didn't take it that direction. I took I took it that direction, like rambunctious during nap time. Oh. See, this is why I explain jokes, because if I don't hear them explained, then I don't get them a lot of I, 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 You know, maybe our listeners like that, too. Maybe maybe, maybe <laughs> the people listening to our podcast are people who watch Home Improvement and don't get the deep, sophisticated humor of the series and need it explained to them by a couple of dipshits. Uh, then we get introductions. She's introduced to Wilson, and we get a little bit of information. Yes. She asks, well, I, I don't know your last name, though. And Wilson says, Wilson. And she says, oh, I thought it was your first name. And he says, it is. Wilson's name is Wilson Wilson. And I, I thought for a second they may have leaned into the idea. What What's the term like Madonna or Cher where they only have one word names? I or like god i don't know i don't know what the i don't know what the name for that thing is but yeah having a single name yeah yeah i thought that that's where they were leaning with it but no they they went wilson wilson with it my aunt uh lived in australia for several years until she died but uh she had a friend down there who worked at the museum that she worked at or something whose name I'm pretty sure of this. Like, this is recounted to me through the emails that she sent to my mom that my mom reported to me and dad. Her friend's name was Heather Heather. Like, her last name was Heather. and this, Spelled the same? Yeah, I think spelled oh, okay. the same. And this woman's parents were just like, fuck it, let's ruin her life. Let's give her the same first name as her last name. I mean, we can go on a whole tangent about weird names. My mom used to know someone named Cash Register. Uh, That's... <laughs> That child <laughs> services should have gotten involved. That's also awesome. Um, let's get back to the episode. Question for you. Okay. We're in Wilson's apartment. We're doing the same rigmarole that we did for my dinner with Wilson. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling about the face hiding? It gets tortured. It gets a little tortured. I mean, I would have been more upset if they just went... Well, I don't know. I kind of would like it if they'd show... Like, if at the most important moment in Wilson's life they actually did show his full face, I kind of wish they'd do that. I'm not saying that this is that moment. Yeah. I, well, I it did get in the way of uh, the later scene here for me. It was yeah. a distraction in a moment I wanted sincerity. And the, and the, in, in the, where they keep cutting to... I mean, the, there comes this point where they're not even doing three-camera setups anymore. They yeah. have to employ all these weird close-ups to, to cover his face. But he's having this heartfelt conversation with her, and they are doing cutaways to him where there's a new thing blocking his face and the studio audience laughs at it and it's like and like i find myself going like wait did i miss a joke uh, oh no they're just laughing at the fact that the carafe of wine is blocking his mouth now <laughs> right yeah. yeah it's a little i don't know it is you use the word tortured I, I would say at this point like i don't know i'm not i'm not quite on board with it so much again i might just be a little fatigued with home improvement at this point but uh, I think it's it's running its course. You know, if Wilson doesn't cover his face, though, then then he's just a smart guy who lives next door. Like, the mystery <laughs> is gone. I mean... You won't respect him in the morning if you see his face. The only way that they can get me back on board with this gag is, like, if they they take it to the, the umpteenth level where he turns around and there are two guys moving a two-by-four across the frame and then, you know, he squats to duck under it and as he does that, like, you know... I, there's, it just, goes under a bush or something. It's like a one long uninterrupted take, kind of like uh, the Simpsons movie where uh, oh, Bart was yeah, <laughs> yeah, skateboarding, skateboarding naked yeah. and everything is blocking his dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like yeah. If it gets or if it's like the opening credits to an Austin Powers movie where he's just oh, walking yes, around yeah, and the right. credits for Home Improvement are covering his face. 
that's where where I'm at. I want <laughs> home improvement to be at Austin Powers level. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's getting there. It's pretty over the top. Austin Powers comes out two years after this. Yeah, basically. you're right. You're right. Oof. Uh, so anyway, they get to talking and seem to hit it off right away. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about uh, insect sex. Yeah. Uh, insectuality. Or... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I? No, no. I was. I kind of liked that uh, that joke. The, the show is actually really good at wordplay when they put their minds to it. Because I feel like, because everyone, they probably come up with a certain amount of wordplay in the course of every episode, and they just write it down on a shit for Wilson to say list. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have anything else for that scene? Uh, no, just that it, you know, in talking, Judith mentions to the rest of them that she's written a book about termites, and then Wilson exclaims from the other room like she starts listing the title yeah. and then and then wilson finishes it and says oh it's practically the bible for anyone who's interested in the mating patterns of insects he's he gets really impassioned talking about it and like yeah. i want to see i think it's the first time we really see him lose all all sight of his role in the world yeah you know, he's just like lets it all loose he's like really really into what he's saying and i'm like i want to see more of that i really yeah. like that yeah I, I like i like that side of wilson also i have to wonder though what class is Judith teaching that Jill is taking, this woman who's written a book about termite sex? <laughs> like, is she taking an entomology class for her psychology degree? Why? <laughs> what is this woman's specialty? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it seems it could be going well. We get a uh, another claymation insect transition. Oh, God. Uh, it smacks onto the windshield of our screen. Its face filling the screen. We go to the backyard. Wilson is sculpting Judith and singing while Tim is changing a light bulb. Yeah, and uh, they, you know, get to talking a little bit, and, and Tim's saying, like, I haven't seen much of you these past few weeks, and Wilson explains that he's been spending so much time with Judith. He actually doesn't have time to talk right now because he's making her a romantic dinner. Oysters, Tim asks? No, haggis. <laughs> uh, he's shot Paul Haggis, trussed him up, <laughs> spit-cooked him, and is serving him, and... Um... There can only be one crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, and my attempts to make another joke off of that have also crashed, and it's not making me horny. Uh, it's really, it's a, it's a, a, a tiny little scene meant to just give us the time transition that, mm. you know, weeks have gone by, that things are going well with Judith, and yeah. that Tim hasn't seen Wilson. Yeah. Uh, and we get a, a transition where the next scene slides into place. Uh, it's inside the Taylor's house. Tim um, says hi to Jill as she comes home, um, and Tim is just talking about how Wilson uh, is so kind of head over heels about Judith. And yeah. Jill's like, oh, no. Yeah. And also, Tim has undergone quite a reversal. Like, he's so excited about how well uh, things are working with Wilson and Judith, which is the opposite of how he'd been feeling at the beginning of the episode when he yeah. didn't want Wilson to get involved. But yeah, Jill says, oh, no. And why does she say, oh, no? <laughs> uh, she just got back from lunch with uh, with Judith. And apparently, uh, she's having second thoughts about her relationship with Wilson. Yeah, and she explains to Tim that apparently uh, Wilson has a problem with intimacy. And Tim hears this, and and probably his funniest moment of the of the episode just goes, "Ah, oh, oh my god, oh no, oh 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 no, oh, you know, I of course, I mean, he never told me about that, but how could you tell a guy about that? Oh, it's ah oh, man, I just I, it's so sorry. I mean, maybe you know, no wonder he's got so many hobbies, and maybe it's an old war injury. I." I was Tim is so incensed by this, and I couldn't tell if it was disgust or if it was uh, just upsetness about. I, 
I don't know. What was it? I feel like he's just upset for his friend. He just thinks that that Wilson doesn't fuck and is so so upset to know that yeah, right. one of his friends doesn't fuck. Then, I don't know. The fact that that's Tim's priority is just weird to me. But, uh, uh, yeah, he thanks God that it was nothing important. Um, well, because because Jill stops him and says, no, 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 it's not, it's not that. It's emotional intimacy. And then he says, oh, God, I thought it was something important. Yeah. Uh, and then this is, I, I've blo- I did a lot of uh, uh, white noise to this scene because Tim goes on a string of things about women wanting to get to different levels and emotional things and trying to make men do things they don't want to do, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, the gist of it is, you know, uh, Jill's saying that Judith wants to take things to the next level, but every time she tries to ask Wilson about himself, all he does is intellectualize or say something weird. And she's saying, like, he, you know, Jill's, uh, Judith isn't going to be able to take this to the next level if he can't open up. And Tim is saying, well, why do women always want to go to this next level? Why can't we See, just stay on the level we're on? Why don't you take the elevator up and leave us alone down here on this level? This gets confusing to me because, you know, they start out this conversation with it being a physical problem. Yeah. And then it turns into he has an emotional problem. Uh, and I guess, you know, obviously the, the in an ideal world... A physical problem should be, or a physical situation, sex should be emotional as well. You yes. Know, it doesn't have to be, I guess, but... Uh, back to Dr. Laura here. <laughs> uh, but the the way that this conversation between them goes, they're kind of talking around it, and they start on one thing and end on another, and I was just like, what the fuck is going on? But uh, the, the crux of it all is that Jill doesn't feel like she can talk to Wilson about this, and she asks him, will you go do this? He, yeah. She, he needs to hear this from you. Yes. And Tim doesn't want to do that, but... I wouldn't either. No, it's not... Because Jill's the one that got him into this whole thing anyway. And it's not 100% You want to be a psychologist, you need to go put that... uh... That that doctor-patient confidentiality to work? Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it seems like she's not listening very hard in Judith's class. (laughs) Uh, Or maybe Judith's class is unrelated to psychology, who knows. Yeah. Uh, So, Tim goes over to Wilson's. Yeah, we get an elevator transition. Ah, yes, because of levels. Next level, Wilson's kitchen. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and Wilson is making some haggis yep. and Tim comes in and uh, they're chatting about all of this and Tim kind of inartfully broaches the topic of what's going on with yeah. Judith and uh, you know when he explains to Wilson what's going on Wilson immediately realizes oh I've been engaging in typical masculine social distancing etc 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 talking about it in very deep terms and uh, that, that's what he does That's that's what he does <laughs> and Tim suggests that Wilson use the word feel more. That doesn't yeah. seem to really, you know, that doesn't seem to be the solution that Wilson wants to use. Yeah. Uh, my only note here really is uh, a quote from Tim, which is, it's a horrible thing that women make us do. Yeah. And I feel like I've beat that bush already, so I'm not going to harp on it. Yeah. In short, Tim doesn't like having to have feelings or acknowledge that feelings exist. Uh, and so, you know, in talking about this, Wilson... Wilson starts having self-doubts about the state yeah. of the relationship and says, I don't think Judith and I are meant to be. And Tim goes, to be, not to be, that's not the question. Easy joke. Easy joke. Not one I would have expected. I wouldn't <laughs> have gone to this well for a Shakespeare joke. Certainly not from Tim. 
Um, and I, at some point in this conversation, Wilson mentions some cultural reference, and Tim mistakes it for milk of magnesia. Uh, you'll be drinking your milk of magnesia all by yourself. Yeah, it's like some the the fest the Agnesia festival or something. Oh, right, to, they to, have tickets. They're gonna go see. Uh, yeah, he and Judith are gonna go see it. A celebration of the end of the Punic War. Ah, that's right. I forgot. If I had remembered, that would have been a good mnemonic device: Punic War, milk of magnesia. Yeah, exactly. Uh. <laughs> We get a milk spot trans- on. <laughs> we get a milk transition to uh, uh, later in Wilson's place. Judith has come over, and uh, she and Wilson have a little chat. Yeah, over a candlelit dinner and some red wine. They, uh, uh, you know, she she tells. Well, at first, Will, you know, she's trying to comment on the candles, and Wilson starts intellectualizing, but then catches himself and says, "No, that's boring." And Judith says she wants to talk, and you know, one thing leads to another, and. Uh, Wilson starts explaining why it's hard for him to open up about himself and hard for him to talk about personal matters. And yeah. she asks him more and he tells her more about... His dad was a scientist and wasn't really open to talking about a lot of things, which yeah. hurt him as a kid, but yeah. he loved him. Uh, his dad, also named Wilson Wilson Sr. Yeah. So Wilson's a junior. Yeah, exactly. Wilson Wilson Jr. How about that? How about that? Things uh, to be learned. I also think it's interesting that Wilson's father was so emotionally distant, almost as though he put up a wall or a fence. Ooh, snap. Think about it. <laughs> just just think about it. Hey, just let that <laughs> marinate in your on your brain meats for a while. Uh, so, you know, and he says, like, the last thing I ever wanted was to be like him. And, and Judith is saying, oh, well, but you're not, though. You're, so, you know, you're great in so many other ways. And he pretty much tells her, like, I've never really been open with a woman since my wife died, but I'd like to start to try with you. And so then in a bunch of, and again, this whole time, it's like every shot, like it's, he's blocked by the candles or it's like he sets right, down yeah. the carafe of wine and we cut to a weird shot from the base of the table to cover his mouth. And yeah. then, and then finally when he, when he says that, like he then tells her some weird fact about oh, how men, when men and women kiss their souls intermingle, which is <laughs> when, well, like the, ca- the cavemen believed that, that breathing air was the magical, was like that the air we breathed was magical. And I'm like, wait, how did you, how do you know what the cavemen believe? They didn't have a written language. How, <laughs> what, that wasn't, was there a cave painting that, that illustrates this in great detail? What do you think? He's God. Uh, true. When I created them, I gave them this fear. <laughs> or he's watched one too many uh, Werner Herzog movies. Also, also possible. Uh, but then he reaches over and we get this weird close-up of him grabbing her hand and... Then their hands block his face? <laughs> well, you know how you kiss someone where you like, hold them by the hand and you pull their hand up next to your face on the, on the right side and then you kiss them. And I will say he was coming off of a soap opera. True. So, I mean, Wilson wasn't. But, no, but Earl, Earl Hyndman was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair, fair. Uh, that is a very soap opera-y way to kiss. Yeah, Especially in front of candlelights. Yeah, those look... Well, and, as she, and then once they start kissing and, like, they both turn their heads to block Wilson's head, but, like, her, her dome is scarily close to those open flames like you were worried her hair was going to catch on fire that's right yeah um and then we get a fade out at the end of the scene um to be determined whether or not they're going to continue their romance i guess i sure hope they do uh we don't know because it's the end of the season yeah we have to wait until uh, the winter of 1995 to figure it all out <laughs> uh but one thing we don't have to wait to find out about is how Brad is getting along with his little zit problem and his new obsession with makeup. Yeah, because we cut back to the house where he is sitting at the kitchen counter with Jill's makeup bag spread out with all of her products in front of him. Would you call it strewn? I would call it strewn. I would too. 
Good. We we are in agreement on vocabulary. We we cannot mince words there. And uh, as he's uh, he's putting this on, uh, Mark and and Randy come in and are like, "Oh, you're finally the sister we've always wanted." Hi, Bradina. And God bless Brad. He's just he's just saying like, "Yeah, I just don't I just don't know which which one works better." <laughs> I, I don't know if it's uh, nearly nude or or yeah. I, I like the the turn that this took because in a, another even earlier this season, I feel like he would have turned and like chased them out of the room looking yeah. to pound them. But uh, just his like embracing of this moment was was kind of great. Yeah, Brad kind of like owns it, and I I respect that a lot about yeah. Brad. Yeah, yeah, agreed. It's a good little scene. Uh, and so they're they're making fun of him. There's a knock at the door or a ring of the doorbell, whatever. Mark goes to answer it, and it's Brad's girlfriend, Jessica. Jessica. Dun, 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 dun. We have a character, the final character actor corner of the season. Let's let's open it. TJ is sponsoring this one, and TJ, boy, you have got a winner here. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I realized. <laughs> I was a little too gung-ho about this until I realized, oh, yeah, no, she's going to be 14 in this episode, so let's cool your jets a little bit there, dude. Uh, I'm talking to myself in the past. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> just just put it put it in a bottle, throw it into the ocean, hope it falls into a time warp. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to give you clues. Since you can't pinpoint who this actress is, I guarantee you know who she is. Okay. She's a four-time Oscar nominee. Okay. Has not won yet. Okay. Uh, she was married. To a amazing actor who unfortunately died of an overdose right after completing one of his best performances. She equally does indie movies and big uh, blockbusters, though she hasn't done a blockbuster in a while, and her blockbusters haven't been particularly great. Mm -hmm. Mimi O'Donnell? Who's Mimi O'Donnell? She was married to Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh. A, a tragically dead actor who died right after, uh, well, actually, I guess Capote was several years before he uh, died. Well, he died right after the, well, a couple years after the master. Uh, I, I don't know. It's I don't not know. It's not her. It is Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. She was in Lassie and Dawson's Creek and Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Heath Ledger. Perfect. Yep. Great. Okay. All right. Don't, don't look too deeply at her credits because we have to play our oh, meta shit. game. Yeah, yeah. Was she on uh, ER? Now, let me give you a few credits just to give you an idea of kind of the ups and downs she's done. She was on Dawson's Creek until 2003. Uh, so she was already on a, a network show at that time. Uh, but she did a lot of TV stuff, uh, including Home Improvement, Step by Step. She – wait, hold on. I know you're going to ask. I'm yeah. just going to tell you. Yes. She was on Baywatch. Okay. Ooh, all right. All right. <laughs> As a child, probably though, so I'm not sure how okay that. Well, whatever. There's, there's non, there's non sexy roles on Baywatch. Uh, so the question becomes: Given Oscar winners, given TV, given everything that she does, she is a Renaissance woman. Was she on one of the most prolific and varied shows on network television? Was she on ER? I'm gonna say yes. No. Ah, I'm sorry. I, I, man, I was so good at this once. <laughs> oh, once upon a time. Um, in Hollywood, actually. <laughs> um, okay, so that, that's that's fine. I fucked it up. I, 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 I you know, I went all in. I, I always and I appreciate black. that. Yeah. Uh, I Michelle Williams is one of my favorite actresses. I think she's amazing. Uh, and I forgot that she was on the show for this one episode. Wow. 
Just so, one. Yep. Huh. So, but never again. Never again. Oh. So let's go back to uh, the final scene here, and let's end this episode uh, as mm-hmm. soon as we can. Uh, so Michelle Williams comes in. Um, <laughs> Brad, I guess, does not notice the door opening. Doesn't hear his brothers talking to her. Yeah. She walks in and sees him sitting there, putting on makeup, looking at himself in the mirror. Uh, in front of a table covered in makeup supplies. She says, you know, she says, Wait, are you trying to cover that zit on your chin? And he's like, you know, he's sheepishly trying to like hide all the makeup and and, and keep her from seeing it. And he goes, oh man, I should have gone with the bashful beige. And she looks closely <laughs> at him and goes, you'd actually look better in cozy pink. And he says, oh, I think I have that. And they both go looking through the makeup bag for stuff, which honestly- It was a great moment. I really like that ending. Yeah, yeah, I yeah too. That was good. Yeah. And then we have a really funny stinger- where Brad is straight up sitting at the kitchen table with three kids from the neighborhood doing a makeup tutorial. Do you think that those are the same kids that uh, took his cue from leaving tool, uh, leaving shop class to take home ec? Maybe. He was like, okay, I've got something new to teach you guys. It, it might be. It might be. <laughs> also, something I noticed, I don't want to necessarily go down this route, route, this rowdy road. Uh, but like all three, all three of these kids are either Latino or like East Indian, and I'm just thinking like, wow, okay, Brad, you're like t- darker skin tones to work with for for cover up <laughs> stuff. I don't know if Jill necessarily would have those, but I'm glad that you're branching out. It's a bring your own makeup thing. Makeup is oh, expensive, man. I guess, yeah. Um, and that concludes our episode. Do you have anything else oh, you want to cover? Well, one other thing, oh, yeah. as as he's doing this makeup tutorial. Oh, Tim, Tim I I blocked this out of my head. Tim comes in carrying a chainsaw, sees his son leading a makeup tutorial, starts crying, and turns around and walks out. Because if your son is gay, you should cry about that. I don't want to get... Listen, okay, I know that this can get fucking mind-numbing, okay? And I am pointing the finger at myself as he, I say he's this. He's pointing two fingers two at himself. Two fingers, right at myself as I two say this. Two fingers. <laughs> Does Tim have to be holding such a phallic symbol when he's walking through this scene... He could have been holding the huge sausage. I don't know. I mean, like, he's done that before, too. It's true, but, I mean, nothing in this episode has anything to do with a chainsaw, and yet he brings this chainsaw. I don't Whatever. I don't need to get into it. We're not the Freud cast. Uh, Yet. But it was stupid to me. Beyond that, do you have anything else you want to go over? I have nothing else I want to go over in this episode. I'm ready to end this season. Um, Wow. (laughs) Landon ran out of gas. I did, and it was replaced by anger. Um, I am fuming on fumes. Oh, there you go. There you go. Nice. That's good. That's good. I brought it out. Yeah. Let's go into a little tweet time. Okay, let's do it. Uh, This week on our Gruntwork Nights episode, our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, we are talking sitcoms. And... I know what you're thinking. Wait, this podcast is about a sitcom. It is. It's actually about three sitcoms. It's about Home Improvement, Frasier, and Cheers. Well, on <laughs> on uh, on this Grunt Work Nights, we don't really talk about any of the no, ones. No, that was that a caveat too. we yeah. had to put out there is uh, let's not talk about those. We do talk about the opening credits of Cheers a little bit, but not much. Uh, but we posed it to our Twitter followers. Yeah. Uh, tell us about your favorite sitcoms. Yes. And we got a pretty wide smattering of answers. Uh, I was shocked. Well, let me add them. Open up that mailbag. Okay. Shake it out. Uh, picked at random. Uh, here we go. John Voorhees says, uh, The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Nice. Great characters. Brilliant writing. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore is an amazing actress and portrayed a revolutionary revolutionary character in TV history. I have to agree. Uh, this is a big show uh, that I watched growing up. I think it, uh, it was very healthy to see a independent working woman yeah. uh, have to deal with the various... 
Whatever. Why, why am I on that soapbox? I, it was I, just a great show. It was a funny show. Yeah, it's a Betty funny. Betty White on that show is so fucking funny. Yeah. No, it, it's it's great. Like, the, you know, you can be on that soapbox too, though. Like, the show can be both funny yeah. and important. It's good. It was okay. a good show. Uh, let's move on to Tara Lee. Favorite all-time, or all-time favorite. I'm going to trim this up a little bit because it's kind of uh, lengthy. It, it, Ooh, it, it, burn, Tara. <laughs> two de- well, I, I'm going to, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to combine two texts into one. Uh, all-time favorite, got to go with The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, she was born uh, right after the, uh, it, it, she was born two months after the show started. So she okay. has no memory of uh, it not existing of in a, her Of life. a Simpson-less time, yeah. yes. It always makes me feel, uh, makes me laugh and feel joy even when life is most difficult. Oh. Uh, she does admit, though, that the first 10 seasons were the best and everything since then has been kind of. <laughs> the past 22 seasons have faltered. <laughs> Uh, so there's that, and I'm gonna. The reason I did that is I'm gonna bring her back in a second. But uh, Kirstie J. Oh, you remember Kirstie? I, I've heard of her. Yes, Family Ties. Yes, Family Ties. Uh, Michael J. Fox was her entry point, but everyone in it is brilliant, and she thinks that uh, Michael Gross is an underrated comedian yeah. who should be cast in everything, including more Tremor sequels. She didn't say more tremors. No, that was me. I was interjecting that on my own. Uh, yeah, that's that's what, yeah, because it's not like they've made a shitload of those already. It's like every <laughs> every morning I wake up and I check online and I and I learn about the twenty or thirty new tremor sequels that have been made overnight and the TV show that uh, they had very. Oh, I remember. Oh, I watched that shit, dude. <laughs> And I was disappointed. I was I was in like seventh grade and I was like, no, nope, I'm I'm thirteen and this is still bad. It would have worked. Had they kept Reba McIntyre. Yes. If it, if it was that dynamic duo against the Tremors, I would be all in. They're but, called uh, Graboids, Landon. They're not called Tremors. Uh, she also says second, uh, or close second and third are Cheers and Golden Girls. Ah. Um, Michael Van Sant says, Frasier, for every men- for every reason uh, previously mentioned. Nice. Uh, I'm not sure if he meant by him or by us. Pretty sure by us. But uh, by either one, I agree. Yeah. Uh, John Smith. Uh, and I want this is an interesting. This one. is some Scottish TV show. He says only fools and horses grew up watching it with my family. Uh, it's a great British comedy at its finest. Hmm. Much to wa- must have watched at least uh, episodes uh, twenty plus times. Honorable mentions are Faulty Towers. Oh yeah, I grew up on that oh, one. Yeah, Faulty Towers. That's uh, classic. The young ones. I'm not familiar with. Mm. I'm Alan Partridge. <gasps> Aha! <laughs> Jesus Christ! I need to put more oxygen in the room now. You just sucked it all up. Oh man, we should do. Okay, we should do an Alan Partridge cast. Man, that is the funniest shit in the world. Excellent taste, John. Excellent taste. <laughs> uh, Black Adder, which is oh, something. Black Adder is so good. I, I've never gotten into that one. Oh I, I man, I feel like I'd like it though. The Black Adder Christmas special is so fucking funny. Ro- <laughs> it is a shame. Let me just get on my soapbox for a second and lengthen this episode. That Rowan Atkinson is so famous for Mr. Mr. Bean, Bean yeah. which is, I mean, I'm not wanting to downplay it, but that's largely just kind of slapstick, doofy physical comedy. When he is so funny on Blackadder as this total asshole, like such like good verbal comedy and like wordplay, <laughs> and ah, it's it's great. Blackadder is delightful. I, I'm yeah, I agree. I, I'm I didn't see Blackadder. I really think I'd like it a lot. Yeah, uh, I grew up on Mr. Bean as well. It was one of those kind of PBS shows sure. that were on in the afternoons. Uh, so I I have a lot of affinity for. Uh, uh, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Uh, anyway, to finish this out, he says Frasier and more recently Parks and Rec. Oh, nice. Which nice, is nice. nice yeah. uh, he says, admittedly, it's a, a UK heavy list there. Uh, if you haven't seen them, I highly recommend watching them. Yeah. Um, he's, he's right. You should. Unpopular opinion here, uh, perhaps, but we Brits do comedy far better than the US. 
that's not to say that uh, <laughs> the he says that's not to slate American comedy. Ah. Uh, I enjoy that too. I you know I will I will say that that he he just might be right. I mean, but I would agree between the between the 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 like triple shot of Alan Partridge, Blackadder, and the original Office. We're talking per capita here. Yeah, you know I think that's the point is like. Some of you know, there's American comedy that hits high, high peaks. Yeah, uh, but there's a lot of garbage. There, again, it's about wheat and chaff, just yeah. like you know, like our podcast. Like there's about like you know <laughs> that with with British also you know per capita of people, and then also with every episode, like every season of a British show is like six episodes, and they make two seasons of it, and that's yeah. it. So they like they get all their best bits out there. Yes, yeah. Whereas The Simpsons has been on for thirty two seasons. Just milk it. It's just a cash cow. I mean, yeah, you. It's you, a big yellow cash cow. <laughs> Mutated with three eyes and yeah, two heads. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, no, three eyes. Blinky. The I know, but I fish. gave it two heads because oh. I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, like a Brahmin in the Fallout series. <laughs> hey, get at me, nerds. <laughs> Uh, and okay, I wanted to mention this just because it warmed my heart. But okay. uh, two of our our listeners and followers started uh, going on each other uh, about the it crowd, Tara oh. and John. Okay, uh, okay. They they started uh, sharing uh, it crowd gifts. I do like the gifts and clips that I've seen from the it crowd. I've tried watching it myself. I don't. Know, I have a hard time getting into it. I like uh, Richard Iote mm-hmm. a lot, but I I don't know. Part of it is also the laugh track is off-putting, but I'm also... I've learned to love the laugh track on I'm Alan Partridge, so I should just <laughs> get to deal with it. Also, that, there's a laugh track is... on Cheers and Frasier, so what the fuck am I talking about? There's a there's a book in there, though, uh, that I think you should write. Something of, like, how I came to... T- what, what did you say about the laugh track? I'm learning to love the I'm laugh track. I'm learning to love the laugh track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dr. How I love to learn the laugh track, my my journey to appreciating British uh, sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> my journey to appreciating Britcoms. <laughs> there you go. That's what we're doing. Uh, and it was John's uh, 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 answer here that really made me realize how much British comedy I watched growing up from yeah. Fluffy Towers. I, I think it was that Comedy Central just was striving to find whatever they could to fill slots. Yeah, but... yeah. we can only show so much Mystery Science Theater. Come on, more, more, more. Uh, I definitely, on Comedy Central, they showed uh, 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 Faulty Towers, Benny Hill, Oh man, uh, which I don't know if that would hold up or not, but I don't think it does. <laughs> but is it so over the top that maybe? I don't think okay, all right, it does. Okay, okay. I don't know. Look, I don't want to shit on Benny Hill here. I like <laughs> I like his music as much as anyone else. Uh, Monty Python, absolutely fabulous. Sure. Like, there's a lot. Uh, Mr. Bean from PBS. And yeah, yeah. Some of the other stuff. I grew up on a lot of British yeah. They, comedy. they I didn't did realize. export a lot of their comedy over yeah. here, and then we stole a lot of it. <laughs> we certainly did. If we can Americanize anything. We can do that with sitcoms. The the biggest moment I had, my, my most, like, looking down my nose at someone, the biggest la- loss of respect ever was in high school. Some girl I knew was talking about how, oh, you know, oh, and I watched some of the, the British office, that, that British show, The Office, the other day. And this is, like, around the, you know, it was in high school. It was, like, 2005, 2006, 2007. But she says... I was living out here when you were in high school? Yeah, sorry, oh dude. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. The, the, okay, le- sorry. the lease on the apartment I'm currently living in had been signed when I was still in high school, like, that I'm still getting rent control okay. off of. I, I just <laughs> revealed some some tenant fraud on this podcast. But, um, but she said, like... Um, I said, we watched that show, The British Office, you know, and it's just so lame. It's just totally ripping off the American one. And I just was like, I just had to sit down. I was just like, girl, <laughs> stop. Get away. Get away right now. So I just, so all of you British people listening, that's that's what Americans think. We give you zero credit for the great things you make. Oh, good Lord. 
We have one more thing to cover on this episode. Okay. It's a little thing called the grunt count. Oh, well, this grunt count is bigger than many other things. Uh, true. Did we say that uh, Tweet Time was brought to us by John V and the grunt count is brought to us by John S? I, I think, I you know, a couple of Johns came in here. <laughs> they, they did. Yeah. And they gave us some corners. Yeah. And some things to do. Woof. And we're going to cover... Uh, oh, the, the car is sputtering and dying at the side of the road. <laughs> going, hold on, we're going to see this through. I My, my finger we're is hovering crash. over the send button to, to call uh, AAA to tow us out of this podcast. And now we're going to count the grunts. There were... It's a grunt count! Okay, Jesus. Okay, you want to guess? Five. Yes. Cool. Helps that I counted them out loud when he did them. I was ca- I was caught so off guard by Tim. Like he does it in the in the cold open. Yeah, it, it was when he goes over to his amped up uh, iron. He goes ah ha 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 ha. And Truman, I don't even know if if you had intended this, but the subtext to your oh was I got to do work. <laughs> I didn't realize it. We do work on this show. You know, it's enough work just taking notes on the thing. But then, like, I have to do something else. Yeah, it was it was a lot. I was I, he hasn't grunted in so long. It's been a while. Yeah. I I I don't even I I cannot fathom what I'm going to try to guess for our super spectacular. But we you're going to be calculating our season grunt total and our uh, series total to date uh, for our upcoming super spectacular. Yeah, and I'm going to fathom some sort of jelly bean guess, and it's going to be so far off the mark. I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm going to start tallying it up soon, and I am I have no idea what it's going to be. I'm going to be adding so many zeros, <laughs> but hopefully not dividing by them. Um. Wow, five. Okay, well, that is an outlier for this season. Yes, <laughs> most certainly. Uh, I'm just going over my notes. I don't think there's anything else I have to cover. Do you want to cover anything else? I don't want to cover anything else. Okay, well, then this concludes season four uh, until our bonus episodes, and then we'll conclude it again. Yeah. <laughs> by saying, if you enjoyed today's show and you want to help us create even better content like the bonus episodes you're about to come in the in the weeks that are in the future if i had a calendar this wouldn't be a problem oh right yes yeah, <laughs> you're blaming on the lack of calendars consider becoming an official grunthead sponsor on our patreon yeah over on our patreon you can get access to all kinds of great stuff if you become a subscriber but primarily what you can get access to is our supplemental podcast gruntwork nights a podcast about everything but the tv series home improvement i'm gonna have to keep talking for a while because landon has just collapsed into laughter whether it's at the fact that i'm always surprised when i have to describe what our patreon is about or the fact that he just wasn't able to uh, finish doing this show. Uh, when we when we started this episode today, I really thought that Landon was going to be like bringing the heat, and I realized instead that no, none of us ever brings the heat. The point is, becoming a Patreon subscriber allows you to support directly the kind of ridiculous bullshit that you've been listening to for the past uh, hour and 30 minutes. The heat brings us. If you want, nice, nice Landon. Okay, great, really good. We're, we're, it's good to know that I can I can toss it back to you. Patreon.com/slash/gruntworkpod. Oh yeah, this is not the best transition to go into. If you want to help others find this show, consider this, leading, leaving a rating. This show is all about bad transitions, though. Oh, that's right. I did turn into claymation as I said that. Uh, whenever, wherever you listen to this, go give it a five star and then say, hey, good job, guys, in a comment. And uh, it'll help people see us. Yeah. And we need that. We need more visibility. We need uh, more attention. And uh, you get, tell them, if they do, hey, yep, 
I need if, a marionette for my words now. Oh God, Jesus. Okay. If you if you if you like and share our podcast, and if you spread the word about our podcast, we'll come to your house with a whole bunch of amazing makeup samples from Mary Kay, such as Cozy Pink, Nearly Nude, and every other cover uh, color of makeup you would need to accentuate your best features. Landon, your 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 tongue is so tied that it's tied up my tongue. And the way that I phrased that made it sound like we were making out, but it, it, that's not the case. So, not yet. Oh, Jesus. Uh, please stop by to say hi to us on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> you can find us at Grantwork Pod. <laughs> you can find <laughs> I'm gonna. We're gonna get phone calls from our friends. Like Truman, is Landon okay? Is everything all right? He's fine. <laughs> you can find information on today's show on our website. Which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. Oh, God. While you're there, you can sign up for the weekly newsletter where you can be notified whenever a new episode is released. And you can also get exclusive content like the Grunt Count Hint as well as trivia. Uh, And until next week when we bring you some sweet, sweet bonus content, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, I forgot. (laughs) Folks. (laughs) 